Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Warm Luke Owen, and I'm joined by the heel who screwed me over, Corporate Chopper P. Quinnell. Hey, Chops. Hi. Yes, I am here. I'm forced to be here by your hand, given that you are in control of the company this week. So yes, I'm I'm here to talk about Raw with you and nothing else. Yes, because um, you brought up uh, a couple of weeks ago while I wasn't here um, that you, you kind of posed the question, didn't you, to like the, the podcast listeners, you know, are there any people that just listen to the podcast? And we had some emails in, you know, over the, the past couple of weeks, people being like, I sort of dip in and out of, of things like that. But yeah, if you aren't up to date with, uh, I don't know if you want to call them storylines because they're not storylines. It's, it's real they're life. Real stuff. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, <laughs> it's all real life stuff, mate. Um <laughs> I'm in charge for the week because Ollie has taken a uh, a well needed week off. That boy, holy heckins! Since March, like when we went into lockdown, kid didn't stop working. No, he's worked a lot, <laughs> and and like because uh, me and him peeling back the curtain, uh, we work from a very similar time in the morning. Uh, we both get up and work quite early. I know you work early as well. Um, by your own choice, you madman. Oh, yeah. um, That's because I'm an idiot. Well, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not re- I'm not required to be up at that time. I just do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we start at, this, at a similar time, but I always try and make sure that I'm done a little bit earlier because I start early. But he just works all the time. Like he just does not stop. He's yeah, mental. Bit of a machine. Always felt really bad for mm. him as well because like this year was supposed to be the year he was going to take two weeks off. Like mm-hmm. it was the first time since I've been like I've been working at Wrestle Talk that he was going to take two weeks off work, a full fortnight, and that was about two weeks before we went into lockdown, and then, yeah. like, everything went tits up. Oh, yeah. All that. But anyway, he's taken a week off, well earned, well deserved. He's also scum of the earth. Obviously, I hate him. And mm. um, but yeah, also a genius. Love him. My best friend. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, that means it's me and you for the Raw review, which we're going to dive into now because, oh boy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a show, Chops. <laughs> it's... I'm very excited. Here's some chat about Retribution. Right, okay, so... <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Right. This show is so bad, guys. Okay, so <clears throat> Retribution have been around for months at this point, okay? Like they've been around for a long, long time. WWE, uh, their Twitter account announced that this new group was coming in, and then they came in, and then they have thrown Molotov cocktails, they have um thrown cinder blocks through windows, they've attacked uh the ring with chainsaws and whatnot. There's been theories that oh, it's the people who were fired, it's NXT recruit. The people who were actually wearing the suits weren't really the, the the people. Then we started to get the people. Then we kind of found out like Tomasic Champ was going to be part of the group. This and the other. We've had lots of this and uh, uh, bits and bobs. And then a couple of weeks ago, they cut their first promo. And you and Davis did this show, and you were like, "Oh dear, this is this was not a good promo because this was WWE scripted trash. Like, it, and it didn't sound good." And you're like, "Oh yeah, that is bad." And they've got a graphic and everything now. And it's like, nothing says invading force more than having your own graphic and being brand exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Chaos ensues. This week, ladies and gentlemen, Retribution officially debuted. I'm going to say this is the official debut of Retribution, right? Because this is the group. This is the actual group of Retribution. They took off the masks to reveal other masks. <laughs> there was a smaller mask underneath the first one. <laughs> they took off the mask <laughs> to reveal that they were wearing other masks. So, and I, we didn't we didn't find this out until later in the show, but they've got names. They've got new names. <laughs> so, we used, we at one time, it was Dominic Dijakovic, it was Dio Madden, it was Shane Thorne, Mia Yim, and Mercedes Martinez. Those two we don't know yet. Those two don't have names. Give us your ideas in the chat of what you think those names should be. I've already seen someone say they should be Laser and Blazer. Um, yeah. Because it, it did proper feel like that moment from Dodgeball, where it's like, absolutely. Laser, Blazer. Uh, and these, these names are proper. It's Final Fight, Streets of Rage, like low level baddie names. These are the baddies from Street Sharks. These are like. <laughs> These are baddies from Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> we have... Now, I, you might be able to correct me on this if I got this right. Dominic mm -hmm. Dijak is now T-Bar, right? T-Bar. T-Bar. I, 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 nearly, I nearly kept saying T-Bone in the review. <laughs> yeah, no. That would make more sense, but yeah. yeah. T-Bar is worse. T-Bar. They don't set T-Bar. He is T-Bar. He is T-Bar. Um, <laughs> We've got Dio Madden is now Mace. Okay, Mace in isolation sounds okay. It's not good, but it's okay in isolation. Yep. So we've got those, uh, mm -hmm. and then we've got, and then the other one is Shane Thorne. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, I didn't know it was Shane Thorne 
for no, me neither. Because he, I just, I just kept running my nose. The skinny lad, the proper, because mm. he looks tiny. Yeah, like, I, I mean, when, when you're next to Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic, though, you know, you're right. gonna look a bit small. That's what I mean, because like he's in the ring, like, and he was one who was getting beaten up by Bobby Lashley in the main event, and I was like, this dude, he likes absolutely teeny tiny in the rest of them. Shane Thorne, and he is called Slapjack, and <laughs> that is the name that broke me. Because <laughs> I, I genuinely, out... oh man, when you just said Slapjack, then I nearly, I was in my mind, I was saying Slap Nuts, because that's just yeah. the name I call him now. Like, oh man, these are terrible. These are, yeah, okay, so th- so they came out and they cut this promo and I wrote when I was like, oh, this is really weird because like they, they've they making the brass ring joke and the commentators are falling over themselves to try and like explain why they've got contracts or ask why they've got contracts. We'll get into that in a minute. And then they didn't introduce themselves. I thought, what an odd way to debut a group. Like you've mm-hmm. unmasked them and you don't say, my name is Dominic Dijakovic. My name is Dio Madden. Yeah, you didn't do that. I thought, oh, how, how really odd that is. What a weird way to debut a group. And then later on, when they did the main event and the three of the lads come out and Dom, Tom Phillips goes, with <laughs> Retribution are coming out. It's T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. Pete, his name is Slapjack. His, that's his name. <laughs> That's his. <laughs> That's it's they it's like him. it's like that character in Guardians of the Galaxy Two that calls himself Taserface <laughs> and is openly mocked for that name. And WWE have watched that and gone, you know what, Taserface? That's a great name. We should do more like that. Yeah. Oh my and god, it... it's so bad. And so I've seen like a few people be like, oh, do you know what? It, it's not, I grew up with Earthquake and Typhoon and The Undertaker. Like these names are, are, are nothing. But like, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison because that's when WWF was a comic, like was a cartoon. Like, like they were meant to be cartoon characters. They literally had a cartoon. Um, this is more like when Vince Russo did Gang Warfare back in sort of like 98 and he had the DOA and the Truth Commission and like the DOA was made up of like chains and skull and eight ball and absolutely no one gave an F. Like no one, <laughs> like no one said, oh man, can't wait to see chains have a match. Can't wait to see eight ball have a match because no one knew who they were. Like no one was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the Harris twins. Like they were, they were pointing that out, but they were like absolutely no idea which one is. What was the name of the Truth Commission? I'm pretty sure one the truth commission was called recon (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right actually yeah yeah it was the yeah the commandant kurgan the interrogator recon sniper and tank like this is (laughs) tank i remember tank yeah this is the level of lame that we have here this group is meant to be a badass group of like invading force and one of them is called slapjack like (laughs) This is so, so lame. It's so, so lame. Like, you can tell from us just laughing so much that this is awful. This is supposed to be a serious group that we're supposed to be intimidated by, that is supposed to come in and cause chaos. And we just can't stop laughing at their names. It's genuinely awful. It's like their characters out, The Matrix. 
Like, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> the hacker names. And the, it's like, the hacker names. They're Dozer and Tank and Neo and Morpheus. God, we're going to see them all soon. Yeah. Uh, and actually, about sort of half an hour ago, so you know, about 40 minutes ago, just before we came on air, um, this was uh, released by WrestleVotes, the very reliable WrestleVotes on Twitter. Just talked to a source who was in the building last night, said the presentation of Retribution was a major topic of discussion, met with laughter at times backstage. Direct quote, the masks and names are already making the road for these guys impossible to climb. Like, and there's there's no way back from this. You're called Slapjack. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't come back from that, mate. You can you can't just keep throwing around the name Slapjack and expect me not to laugh every time. This isn't fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if that, if that doesn't say it, that's that's got to say it all. If people backstage are laughing at this with us, like that's yeah, that's got to say everything. Like that they're they're going to be a comedy group before long. They are going to be completely destroyed. This is the shockmaster moment for them. This is the beginning of the downfall of Retribution from possibly this point onwards. Maybe give it three weeks for Vince to get tired of it. But this is going to be why they are going to be treated like absolute jokes and completely buried down the car before long. I like Mecha Boo here. Mega size <laughs> oof. Yeah, or mecha oof, you might say. And I know some people might be saying like, oh, you know, a slapjack's like a legit weapon, like the police used to use and this and the other. Like, it sounds silly because it's got like, because the first thing I think of is Jeff Jarrett calling someone slap nuts. That's my Mm. first board of call. It's not to think of like, because Santana Ortiz used a slapjack in in AEW where they've got like the the pool balls in like the sock and things like that. And um, Conan used to use one as well. But it's a very funny word. Because it's it's slapjack. Like that is, that's a funny word. (laughs) Even like the WWE Twitter account was making fun of the names. Like they they tweeted out, I think uh, slapjack in the match, in the main event match at the end of the night against her business, took a flapjack from Bobby Lashley. (laughs) And WWE tweeted out to be like, is that a flapjack for slapjack? I was like, oh no, even they're getting in on it. Like they're doomed. Uh, Sarah's got it here. Uh, that's the fifth member of the group, Mega Oof. <laughs> I had a mouthful of tea. You can't do that. <laughs> Coming to the ring, Mega Oof. <laughs> oh god! So these, so these dorks now have names. We haven't even talked about the masks. Like we haven't even got to the masks yet. The, the, the smaller masks that were underneath the main masks. Um, oh, so, god. oh my god, oh. <laughs> okay, so they come to the ring and Tom Phillips announces they have they have been signed by <laughs> WWE. This group, their sole mission for existing is to destroy WWE. They hate WWE so much, they're attacking them with chainsaws, they're throwing Molotov cocktails, they're messing with the lights. That's how much they hate WWE. They're messing with the intro, forcing them to go to commercial breaks to make money. That's how much they hate WWE. So WWE have signed them. Like, (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And the commentators were putting over, well, now they've got contracts, they can do what they like, when they like. It's like, that's the opposite of what happens when you're under a contract. You can do what you want before you get signed. 
Also, they were doing what they wanted before they signed a contract. They were throwing Molotov cocktails at Pete. It's not like they, <laughs> they were like, going to throw this Molotov cocktail. Actually, better not. We need to wait till we're under contract first. We need to wait till we they signed us. need to get it signed off by Vince. <laughs> before they can tell us that we can do whatever we want. They were already doing whatever they want. They're the oh, ruffians. God. So they're now signed to a WWE contract. And then... And then in the promo, me or Dijak, whichever one he is, slap nuts. Was he? No, he's um, <laughs> T-Bar. He's, t- he's T-Bar, thank you. TikTok, he's yeah. Cut- <laughs> he's crap Transformers that no one wants to play with because they want to play with Optimus Prime. But he's C-Spray over here. Like, they are, he cuts this promo where he's like, you wrestlers, you're all signed to WWE. You're all like, you're all WWE payment whores. I was like, you're paid by WWE now. You've, you're one of them. You've signed a contract. Oh, it, it's, uh, there's so many loopholes. Nothing makes sense. And I don't think they care. That's the main thing. I don't think WWE cares whether it makes sense or not. They're just like, look at the people. They've got masks. Aren't they cool? And all of us go, no, they're not. Stop yeah. it. Oh, so the, the the I guess the prevailing theory here must be that there is a higher power position that has hired them, right? Because the commentary were saying, how can they have who's given them contracts? How can they possibly have contracts? Great questions. Adam Pierce has got to be the I only mean, contender, right? It has to be Adam Pierce, right? Like he is the GM. He's the un, the unofficial authority figure of both Raw and SmackDown. It must be him, right? It and he's the only contender because well okay, let's let's temper that. Let's say he's the only contender that makes sense, which means mm-hmm. it won't be him. But he's the only person that's been presented on TV like some sort of authority figure, someone who would have a position of power who could have hired them potentially. But as we know from your calling spots episode, it's Fred Durst. <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only it was Fred Durst. Right. Okay. So the masks, they took off their mask to reveal their smaller mask underneath. Uh, Shane Thorne, slap nuts, is wearing a hockey mask. Now, I know a lot of people said, oh, it's Jason Voorhees. No, no, no. Jason Voorhees wears a cool hockey mask. This is more like, (laughs) it's not even Casey Jones. Like, I called him Casey Jones in the review. That's downplaying Casey Jones. This Mm -hmm. is a proper Mad Max. It's like the baddie from the original Mad Max and his wife runs. That's what this is. He's wearing this, like, hockey mask thing. Uh, Then you've got T-bone, T-bar, sorry, T-bar, T-bar, your T-zone. Make sure you exfoliate your T-zone. That should be his catchphrase. Make sure you exfoliate the T-bar. He is wearing exfoliate, exfoliate. He he's wearing Bane's mask from from The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got um, Dio Madden, Mace, who is wearing the baddie from Mad Max Fury Roads, uh, the one who looked like Peter Stringfellow. He's wearing his mask. And then Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez, the unnamed uh, ladies of the group, aren't, they are wearing masks. They've kind of got like this sort of like paint thing going on with their, like there's all got some paint stuff on, but they're wearing masks that have got the mouths cut out. So why I made the joke in the review, they look like anti-mask protesters who were just like, you. Were, they look like they'd be posting up on Twitter, you can't make me wear a muzzle. Like that's... <laughs> yeah. We're holding a placard that says freedom, COVID isn't real or some stupid nonsense <laughs> like that. Yeah. So ridiculous. I mean, it, okay. In isolation, I will say that Mercedes Martinez, I think, looks cool. 
discounting the rest of Retribution, I think she looks kind of cool. Her get-up is okay. I'd say that in isolation, maybe Mace, Dio Madden, would look okay. But it's the combination of all five of them together. They look like a bunch of idiots. Oh, man, they look so lame. And Dijak, T-Bar, T-Bone, T... Okay, quick. He's he's got uh some paint on his head now. He's got like yeah. shaved head with like some red paint down the middle of it or something. Looks super weird. Like uh, yeah. it, it's just not it's not cool. And the idea is that they're supposed to be cool and they're not. So it, it's is just it, it's uh, failed at the first hurdle. Found a good way to remember from Sandman. Um T Bar works at a cafe. <laughs> It's tea time. Um, so, yeah, they, they're wearing contacts and stuff. Now, like, uh, Sean pointed this out in the Fightful review, and I completely agree with him on this one. Like, they had names. They've mm-hmm. already said, we're from the performance center. They've already said, yeah. we've nearly gone 20 minutes before we've even gone to the show yet. Oh, they, um, they, they said in their promos, either last week or the week before, I think it was last week, they said, we're from NXT. We're NXT call-ups. We're NXT performance center guys. So they had names. Why yeah. not make that part of it? This is like, that's Dominic Dijak or Dominic Dijakovic. I've never seen this side of Dominic Dijakovic before. What's gotten into Mia Yim? You know, ask these questions to make, like, because if you're watching NXT, if you're trying to pe- get, if you're trying to get people to watch NXT on a Wednesday night, get invested in this character so they then go up to the main roster, why would you then just take those characters and be like, and now they're different? Because now there's no continuity between them. Why is Mia Yim doing this? I, they don't care. Like I, 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 I mean, this isn't you know breaking news that they don't care about NXT, but like they, they, they bring people up with no continuity from what they did in NXT. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa came up as a bloody tag team in the midst of their blood feud because they don't yeah. care. And granted, they got to keep their names for that one night, but like they didn't care about the continuity of NXT. So for Vince, they just say, "Cool, we've got five people." No, you've got five NXT talents that are talking about their time in NXT. And if they want to say, I used to be called this, but now I've got a different name because I don't want to be called that anymore because I'm here to make a name for myself and it wasn't T-Bar or Slapjack, then maybe it might be okay. But because it is Slapjack and they haven't referenced their old name and just said, we're here to cause chaos, it's awful. Yeah, I'm getting heated. P. Liz, I love this one. He's got, he's got the name wrong. T-Bone looks like the third member of the Ascension. Like That's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, the, man. And, and I'll tell you what as well, if I'm going to be positive about it for a second, I think Please that Dijak, Dijak sounds cool. He sounds cool as his promo style with this deep, gravelly voice he's got sounds cool. The content of the promo is awful, dreadful oh, yeah. woeful but he sounds cool there you go there's a positive yeah. there's a positive for you um i thought that you know i like dio madden i think dio madden like mm-hmm. you take the mask off i think dio madden can look quite cool i think the masks are holding yeah. the back it's kind of like what wrestlevotes were saying there like they've got a hill to climb now and it feels like it's an it's an impossible hill to climb it's hard to come back from slapjack as it is now you've got to try and get over slapjack and wearing that hockey mask that makes you look like such a tool it yeah. makes them look like just really, really lame. And the report is that we're heading towards Survivor Series with this. Team WWE versus Retribution at Survivor Series. Maybe that will be the uh, the end of the group. Who knows? But I kind of like, you know, fantasy booking. There's five members of this team, right? Which is the number you would need for uh, a Survivor Series team. But there are two lasses in that and three lads. 
I'd actually really like to see them do a Team WWE match that was mixed. You know, it was intergender. So you have mm-hmm. three ma- three male members of Team WWE and two female members of Team WWE. And that will be your first ever intergender Survivor Series elimination match. WWE are well high on their, like, it's the first time ever we're doing this. It's this and the other. That's something that's actually quite cool. And I could get mm-hmm. behind that. Yeah, I mean, WWE would ruin it and they'd put in weird rules and the booking of the match would be terrible because then you'd have like, well, we can't have the women fight the men. So when they make a tag out, then, you know, the women have got a tag out as well and stuff like that. And it would be really convoluted and weird, but I could get into it. However, it depends what two women they put with them, because I get a feeling it would probably be like Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto those later as well. Um, mm. Let's talk about the main events as well. So, Throughout the night, basically they came out and they kind of like issue, you know, hurt business come out at the start of the show after uh, Retribution cut their promo and they have a bit of a tete a tete and then loads of Retribution show up. They're like still the masked ninja ones, and they yeah. they have this little brawl thing. At least a match gets announced later on. It's the first time the Retribution is stepping into the ring. And then throughout the night, we kind of see them attacking people backstage. We see the Hurt Business laying out members of their ninja group. So like they, you know, they were kind of like to even out the numbers. And then we got the match. And it was the match with T-Bar Mason. I've written here, T-Bar Mason something else. Um, oh, it's <laughs> Slapjack. <laughs> Slap, Slapjack the jobber, by the way, looks so tiny in amongst all of these big men. Like he, and mm-hmm. like, and he's, that's what he's there for. Because Dijak and Madden are big, so they get protected. They get to go in and just do their big spots. And then you send Slapjack in to go in there and just get beaten up by the other big lad from the other team. But I hated this with an absolute passion, Pete. Hated this so much because WWE always do this, where they've got this team that they're debuting, so they don't want them to lose. But they've also got this other team over here that they've booked them against that they don't want to beat so what do they do pete what do they do it's a it's probably a dq mate it's a oh. dq it's exactly what it is pete. that's exactly <laughs> what it is and it was our third dq of the night and how did we get this dq how did we get this dq because bobby lashley gets the hurt lock on slapjack the jobber drags him into the corner dio madden walks away from his corner punches bobby lashley and the referee goes sorry mate dq and that's it <laughs> That's how the match ends. It's not a big brawl. It's not a big, like, the referee loses control or anything like that. It's Dio Madden just goes, bop. And the referee goes, sorry, this is too much for me to handle. DQ that man. (laughs) Hated it so much. Oh, man. I I mean, you guys can see that this has got us so heated that Luke even swore. I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't play by anybody's rules now. Lukewarm. Luke I'm, gonna, I'm signed to a contract again, Pete. I, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. I, can, I, I genuinely, I'm struggling to find the words to put in, into perspective how terrible this was. The DQ finish, them looking lame, having terrible names. The in-ring stuff was fine bar the actual dq finish like they seem okay in the ring which is good obviously we know dijak's a fantastic wrestler i'm a big fan of shane thorne in nxt i thought he was pretty good i haven't really seen too much of dio madden so i can't comment on that yet but you know hurt business they're really like all of them so like this is all a good a good mix and it was fine but nobody gets over it's the classic wwe mentality it's the classic formula of really cool thing we want to protect other really cool thing we want to protect or in this case really not cool thing that we want to protect and 
So nothing happens. Nobody gets over. It's always the way they do it, where they book themselves into a corner and be like, oh, this is a really cool matchup. We should we should book this. And then they go, oh, I can't have anyone win. Oh, yeah, DQ, it'd be fine. And they yeah. did the lamest DQ in the world, as you've already spoken about. But it's all of the, the components of everything that Retribution did on this show were all terrible. There was not one solitary bit that was good. Oh, yeah. man. Like, you can't yeah. get much worse. This was a bad episode of Raw. A yeah, really, really bad episode of Raw. And you know what? That main event DQ stung because we had two other lame DQs throughout the night as well. Like yeah, earlier on, because they, you know, they, they, yeah, if you haven't watched Raw, they did Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre again and again ended it in DQ. And they also did Asuka versus Peyton Royce and ended that in a DQ because they didn't want to beat Asuka before she faces Lena Vega. But also they don't want to beat Peyton Royce at the moment. So they just did it. And it was just, it capped off the night of just being like, oh my God. And then there's this big brawl with the, the raw locker room empties and they go out to chase off the badger, badger, bar, and it's shot awfully. So, so poor. No idea what's going on. Randy Orton lays out Drew with an RKO. Yeah, like I couldn't, I genuinely could not see what was happening with that because the camera cuts were too often it was all too shaky i was like i can see those people and i can see i think drew through one of them and that's all i got like I, d I don't know what else happened but then suddenly there was randy orton and he hit an rko and that was it and i was like retribution is still out there like around the ring and the show just goes off the air i'm like what what's the conclusion who gets over out of this nobody nobody gets over because Randy Orton attacked Drew from behind, so he doesn't get over. Drew doesn't get over. Keith doesn't get over. None of Retribution get over. None of her business get over because they didn't finish the match. It's like, what's happening? Nothing's happened on this episode. It's three hours of TV and nothing's happened other than we know that they're really lame. But that's hold, it. Hold on, Pete. Hold on, Pete. You said that nothing happened. Akira Tazal got eaten by a shark. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Raw... <laughs> Kirazawa got eaten by a shark. <laughs> this review is all over the place. But in fairness, that is so indicative. That is exactly what happened on this episode. It I feel was... like it's it's whenever it's just me and you getting together. This is the I feel this is the first time we've done a raw podcast together. And the last time we did one was when Cedric Alexander was that janitor lad. Gary the goat garber. Yeah. Hey guys. Waka waka, I lost, but I guess I also won. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on... Tough on... Well, you know... My big hairy balls, Luke. Yes, yes, your your big hairy balls, Ollie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best manscaping experience possible. This could be the greatest ball shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the perfect package essentials kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AI nonsense at their pay-per-views. But it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out. You also need to look at your big, your big hairy nails or your, I guess your long hairy nails or you know, your big, your big long nails. Along with the perfect package kit, you should also order the Shears 2.0, a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed tipped tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan for quarterly replenishments of your favourite products and get 20% off your order using the code WTTV. There's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTV. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV for 20% off your order. Your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Hey, Chopper Pete, seems as though I'm in charge for the week. I made a bit of an executive decision with regards to Patreon. I've given you some uh, some some pointers to to read out about um, a little giveaway we're doing with uh, Patreon. Um, which yes. I'm afraid Ollie might change back. So when you uh, tell us, tell us, uh, Q-tip, what people can so, get from their Patreon. So for this week only, thanks to Lukewarm Luke Owen, uh if you guys head over to our patreon page patreon.com slash wrestle talk if you pledge uh for a year you can get one month free so you essentially get a whole month of wrestle talk extra wrestle talk after dark uh patron shout out if you want to go to whatever tier you pledge at and you get all of that for a whole month free uh and then obviously you get the the rest of the year so only for this week though and then it will go back down to a lesser discount afterwards. So absolutely, you can so, do that if you uh, wanna. A month's worth of free content. That's Wrestle Talk Extra for free. That's Wrestle Talk After Dark, which I think we're actually recording this Friday uh, for free. Exciting times, guys! 
exciting, exciting times. That's patreon.com forward slash Russ Talk. Mr. Davis will probably take it away from you. He doesn't know what you want. Uh, so absolutely. So uh, get in touch with that. Get involved. And you could become one of these awesome people, like mm. the hunter, Tyler Bailey. Woo. Thank you. It's high noon. Matthew McCready. Woo. Thank Very you. nice. Good accent. He's a sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Woo! Thank you very much. Just the guy, a Rydock guy. Woo! Hey, he certainly is. Thank you. Regular emailer in Jonathan, the headmaster headman. Woo! Thank you very much. Please, sir, can I have some more Dom and Hall bags? Woo! Oh, 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 oh very Thank good. You. I'm a baddie man, Nathan Batty. Come on, man. It's I'm baddie man. Like Batman. But sorry. I've, I've, I've been war- I'm worn out by this show. Yeah, I'm, ju- I'm I've been sweating this whole time as well. Uh, the Daniel McKee to success. Woo! Oh, that's Thank you very good. much. That's very good. Oh man. Oh yes, I'm so glad you got this one. Veritas oh. L. Oh man, people always mock me when I do Spanish because like I'm so bad at it. <laughs> people always wonder like, why are you so bad at Spanish? Like I've never met, I've genuinely never met someone who speaks Spanish in my life, like mm-hmm. person to person. Um. Vernes El Cimentaro, Jason Gutierrez. That was way off. Absolutely way off. Do, do you want to know what it actually says? What does it say? It's Viernes El Decimo Tercero, Jason Gutierrez, which means Friday the 13th in Spanish. Very it's nice. J- Jason. Is Jason. Yeah, see? It's very good. This guy right here. There are this guy. Yeah. yeah you've got the next one. Uh, oh, it's me, isn't it? Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Woo, thank you. Yes. The humble egotist, Danny Average. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. And finally for today, I love the smell of coffee in the morning. Napalm Espresso. Woo! It sounds like a character from Retribution. Right. Okay, no. nearly half an hour into the show, we're only getting into the super chats. This is going to run long. I'm so sorry. I'm so, oh, so I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, and we've got loads of super chats to get through as well. Um, oh, so anyway, anyway, Chopper, hate you. You cost me my job. Um, yeah, I don't like being here. Screw you for taking over the company and hoodwinking everyone. Absolutely. Uh, sucker, I fooled you, you big div. Um, and uh, we'll be I doing knew. predictions later on. No, you didn't. I passed your little test. Little... Actually, do you know what? Do you know what? It, 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 we're in the we're in the mode of renaming people. We're in the we're renaming people now. Dijak is no longer he's now T bar to exfoliate your T bones, and you've got uh, mace when you're running out of nutmeg, slap nuts, and and the other two. So I think you also deserve a rebranding. Oh no, shopper. don't need, you've you've got enough names. I think you should be renamed to Q Tip. That's it. I've renamed you now. That's it, everyone. Um, we only refer to Chopper as Q-Tip in the comments. He's no longer Corporate Chopper. Uh, I am your boss. I expect you to change your Twitter handle. Uh, welcome to the team, Q-Tip. Great. Yep. Super it. chats. Super chats. Uh, Fran Chile says, can't wait for next week for the Undisputed Era to come out as Ninja Turtles with names to fight the Shredder cosplay retribution. Seriously, though, Raw was S-word. Oh man, don't I don't need. Oh, look at this, that Q-tip. Q-tip yeah, no, the Q-tip, chat's gone crazy Q-tip, with Q-tip. Q-tip. Yeah, everyone loves the Q-tip. 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 That's not, Long live that's not Q-tip. Good. That's not OMG. good. OMG. Q-tip. No. Hey, Q-tip. That's not good. 
uh, Q-tip, now then forever. Um, Kevin, first super chat on the Raw review. A French website made fun of Retribution because they said they've had enough of being kept in the shadows, yet they've come with new names and masks. It's WWE logic at its finest. Yeah. We're coming out from the shadows to reveal who we truly are, but not really because we're still going to wear masks. Jobber JJ, Retribution doesn't set the bar. They are T-Bar. Uh, WWE giving former NXT talent contracts means everyone down in NXT isn't working with a contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent point. I ju- I That's a really good point. Well, I, okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, job of jj the reason why they have no contracts is because that's not dominic dijakovic and it's not mia yim and it's not yeah uh, mercedes martinez these are different people now it's t-bar and Taserface and douche canoe and some <laughs> beef steak i don't know Nate drops surname. Retribution is just the goons from Final Fight. Pretty sure that's where they got the names, at least. Or maybe it was Streets of Rage. Absolutely. Uh, right. Harrison Earl, the names are bad. But to be honest, I wouldn't want my real name associated with Retribution either. Yeah, you got a fair point. Peter Mullins, this is Dijak. There's no possible way they can screw this guy up. His name is T-Bar. What? His name is T-Bar? Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Uh, Nate dro- Nate drops on him again. Mia and Mercedes will be laser and blazer. Uh, Hell yeah. Jake says, Raw Tribution gives me a headache. Slapstick, pepper spray, and tea string are terrible names. I want them off TV immediately. It's not going well. Um, the Jam 1 Ryan B. Jam, the mask looked like Walmart versions of Bane, Jason, and Hannibal. I skipped most of this to watch American football. I'm glad I did. Josh to Dominic's Slapjack is Mania main event abound for sure, right? Absolutely. Roman Reigns versus Slapjack in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, God. Metal Bear. This better not build up to an unmasking angle just to say, see more stars like this every Wednesday on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine that- they get unmasked and just be like, look at all these stars we made. Aren't they great? Check it out on NXT on Wednesdays. Oh, I like this from Nate Drop's surname. Uh, Chopper's no. actually a great retribution name. Oh, you know what? You're kind of right. And I kind of want to get rid of Chopper now, now that you said that. Might That's like right. Q-Tip. I don't know. You're Q-Tip now. Uh, oh. Matt Dennis, retribution doesn't... Okay, here's some positivity for you. Matt Dennis, retribution doesn't even look bad. <laughs> Dear Madden looks actually kind of cool. But everything else is so bad that it ruins it. I think that they set the land speed record for ruining several NXT talent at once. I... Yeah disagree that they don't look bad because i think they do i do agree that dio madden or mace sound uh looks cool i, I can get on board and like mercedes martinez i think looks all right miriam does not look great her mask looks a bit pants and yeah t-bar's mask looks a bit pants as well and you know uh whatever he is i genuinely forgot his name there slapjack uh slapjack. yeah slap nuts he looks not great also so i i think two of them look okay uh, El Fermentado said uh, they paint the faces then put a mask on top of that I love new names for Retribution almost like the Viking experience that was awful, jam that jam mm. uh, Joe Van Hansen with so many super chats about Retribution this is, actually the, this is the first time that Retribution have felt relevant though because whenever we put True. Retribution in titles no one ever, no one cares absolutely no one cares, no. This is, actually loads of people have tuned in for this episode, Joe Van Hansen love Dio Man and he's one of my favourite people in wrestling I'm glad he's getting a main event roster programme but man yeah that's that's how i feel about dijak like i love dijak so much and it's great to see him on raw but it is not great to see him on raw you know it's awful 
bacon rasher. This is a really damning indictment. This is this is a horrible oh, no. to read out. Just seen it. How, oh, no. how much does retribution feel like TNA Nexus? <laughs> yeah. 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 Do. That it that is and it's not impact wrestling, because I think impact wrestling is doing great work at the moment, but like really mm-hmm. bad TNA. This feels like a proper bad TNA angle. And it, like, it, like TNA saw Nexus and were like, we'll do that better, which is something that TNA definitely would have done. This is TNA Nexus. As Bacon Rash continues, do WWE really want us to watch something else? Please let Cena come back and bury this angle quickly. I mean I take Bacon it. Rash, yeah. Do you know what? And I, I oof. Okay. I'm nearly 35. You know, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I'm nearly 35. At mm-hmm. one point during the show, I thought to myself, I'm too old to watch this. I'm, yeah. I am too old to be watching this show where Slap Nuts is in this main event. And I, I honestly, I felt embarrassed to be watching this show. And I'm wearing yep. a vest over a T-shirt that's got my surname in paper sellotaped to it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Alan Monsoon, welcome back, Luke. Glad to see you back, my friend. Thanks very much. Uh, the names for Metribution are ridiculous and seem more suited for villains of a 90s kids TV show. Get rowdy. Oh, actually, yeah, we're back now. Um, Van Thomas, uh, my cousin doesn't watch wrestling, but loves Dear Madden and wanted me to tell him next time he wrestles. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Joe Ray, terrible names aside, do you think this debut would have been better with Champa as the leader, like reported? Also, which feud about Ray's kids do you think was better, Ray versus Eddie or Ray versus Punk? Um, honestly, Joe, if Champa had been involved in this and they changed Tommaso Champa's name and put this dumb mask on him and made him wear face paint, I would have been so mad. I'd have been fuming. Yeah. I mean, he already comes out with a mask on NXT now. That's what he does as part of his new heel shtick. Uh, he looks cool doing it, though. And yep. then he takes the mask off, and he's Tommaso Bloody Champa, and he's awesome. Can you imagine if he came out and they were like, we've got T-Bar, we've got Mace, we've got uh, <laughs> Slapjack, bless you, bless and, you. We- and we've got whoever i don't know i can't even come up with a proper name off the, uh, off the top of my head let's call him let's call him thundercrest let's call him dark fist dingbats let's call him harm Sorry. i don't know like dark fist is great <laughs> like, just can you imagine tommaso bloody champa oh no oh, absolutely man. not i'd have hated that so much Do we'll the do rest the rest of the review. I was going to say, let's do the review. Yeah. We've got, a, I mean, there's a lot oh to get into on this show. Jerry Lawler's back on commentary, everyone. Um, who and cares? Who cares? He's placed, he's replaced Samoa Joe. I think that's now two weeks or maybe three weeks that Joe's missed, which seems a bit troublesome. Um, um, and then, okay, so the opening match that we had was a triple threat tag match. Now, the winners of this match will get a number one will get the become the number one contenders they'll get a title shot against the street profits at clash of champions the teams are dominic and umberto carrillo who've never teamed before rollins and murphy who split up last week and andrade and angel gaza who split up last week we are off to a cracking start for this episode <laughs> and who won the team that broke up last week well one of the teams that broke up last week <laughs> yeah 
I should say. Yeah. And a team that has done nothing but face the Street Profits all bloody year long. Angel Garza and Andrade are back on the same page and they sodding won this match. I was so mad. This is the, this is in various combinations, the eighth match in nine weeks that these dingbats have had. And it's for the bloody titles again. You put up the, you had the graphic in the news that we did earlier. You got, go and you get my images together. The original match at WrestleMania was supposed to be Gaza and Andrade going for the titles at WrestleMania. And the only reason it was because Andrade couldn't, because like, he got, I think he got ill and they had to replace him. He got him injured, with I think. Austin, uh, injured, that's it. He got injured. So they replaced him with Austin Theory. Angel Gaza has been feuding over these titles since WrestleSmegan Mania. And these Smeggers keep bloody facing these other idiots and they don't Smegging win. And it's just, it's never ending. And it, oh my, Pete. We're caught in a bloody time loop. This it's, is... it's baffling. And what I don't understand is SmackDown is so good lately. <laughs> SmackDown has been so good lately. The last few yeah. weeks since Roman's come back, it's been a really good show. And Raw has been doing nothing. I don't understand. Okay, positives. Seth walking out. Um, it makes no, you know, makes it, it kind of buries the tag titles because it means that he doesn't really care about the tag titles, but he's got bigger yeah. things on his mind. Like that's that was his reason for leaving, and it led to a half a good segment later on. And I thought Carrillo and Dominic uh, Mysterio did some cool dives. Yep, they did. Um, well, Andrade big, big, and Garza won, which ruins everything. Got a big, big push for uh, Braun, the train man, and Yabba Dabba Kato and their Raw Underground match this week, which led to the KO show with Shane McMahon. <laughs> I um, I got I, oh, I feel bad for Kevin Owens here. Same. Kevin Owens is the sort of guy that when he finishes a feud, especially if it's a big, long feud, and he goes into his next feud and does this and the other, he remembers the previous feud, and he tries to work parts of that feud into, like, if they ever cross lines again, if they ever cross paths again, he'll work that into the storyline, so they can have this sort of continuing thing. He feels like a character that is ever-evolving. And here, he just invites Shane McMahon out to be part of his show to promote Raw Underground. And he sits there and he's talking about like, hey, you're a great promoter. Like the payoff for this is he brought Braun Strowman out to, to face Shane. But it never felt like, you know, like, oh, Shane got his comeuppance and, and KO set him up. It was like, no, Kevin Owens was just there to be an interviewer. He was Kayla Braxton for all intents and purposes. I felt so bad for him in this segment. Yeah, it, I and there was one part at the start which I think was a thinly veiled jab at WWE themselves with Kevin Owens just being like, you know, I even got you fired and now you're back. I guess I should be upset about that, but I'm not. It was just like him just saying, why isn't there consistency in this story? Um, yeah, and then it was just it was just an interview and Shane McMahon is a face. Oh, I, he's one hundred percent the baby face. Like he is just he's running raw underground, Pete. Everyone yeah. runs raw underground. Oh, God, it's. God. Also, you can't call Dabakato the big DK. That's Donkey Kong. That's reserved. <laughs> you can't do that. Come on. I will not have a bad word said about the big DK. And unless Dabakato is coming out to the DK rap, I won't have anything <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, also, Alistair Black attacked Kevin Owens again because why not? Keep keep that going, I guess. Have the same thing happen Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Um Right, uh, we had some other stuff here. Me and Charlie interviewed Drew about his fractured draw and his fractured relationship with Keith Lee. Um, then we got Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. And this was a rematch of last week with the exact same stipulation, which was if Keith Lee wins, 
he will take Randy Orton's place at Clash of Champions, but only if Randy Orton can't make it to Clash of Champions. They mm -hmm. never explicitly said what would happen if Keith Lee won and Randy Orton could get back. Like, did Keith just not get the match? Did he get, like, a future shot or something? Doesn't matter. DQ finish. Who cares? Yeah, it just yeah. ended in a DQ. Or how about the inverse of that? If Keith Lee lost and Randy Orton wasn't medically cleared and Drew McIntyre has to defend his championship because that's the Clash of Champions thing, who's he going to face it against? We don't know. Nobody cares. Because why would you even flesh it out? They put in loads of stipulations and not explained anything. That's a really good point. They never actually, yeah, it was all predicated on if Keith wins. What if Drew wins? Yeah, and if Randy Drew, didn't if make Drew, it. If, yeah, if Drew just won and Randy Orton wasn't cleared, Drew wouldn't have a challenger. And at Clash of Champions, he has to defend his title. So who would he bloody put it against? <sighs> this company. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter, Pete, because it was a DQ finish. DQ. The six Raw matches Keith Lee has had, four of them have ended in a DQ or a no contest. That and sucks. I tell you what as well, do you want to know how many bloody times we saw this DQ finish? I was keeping a running total. We saw it six times on this show, and five of them were in the same segment. <laughs> we saw that the chair shot happen. Then they replayed it twice. Then there was an ad break. Then they replayed it twice, and then Orton cut a promo. And then later in the night, they showed a replay again. Like, <sighs> it's just a chair shot. You don't need to show yeah. a replay of it. It's just a chair shot. That's it. And Orton laid out Keith Lee with the punt. Um, yes. So I've, I've got to figure that Keith Lee is factoring into the match this coming Sunday. Um, I guess. I don't know. It's no DQ, so he can easily get involved. Maybe maybe he can cause a DQ <sighs> uh, in the ambulance match. Maybe he'll throw them both in. It'll be another non-finish. Oh, my them. God. <laughs> Um, not Renee interviewed Asuka um, and Billy Kay walked up to make fun about how people are just sort of like just getting title shots willy nilly. Peyton Royce walks up. So Kay and Royce got, were made to break up because they lost to the Riot Squad a couple of yep. weeks ago. Then they had a match against each other, which they hugged afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Peyton Royce threw Billy Kay to Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir in Raw Underground so she could be beaten up. I think now Billy Kay is Peyton Royce's corner woman, right? Because she was out there I for the know. match. Yep. But I mean, there was like a little bit of tension between them in the promo because Billy Kay was saying like, yeah, you could do anyone's getting a title shot these days. And Peyton was like, how about me? And Billy was like, yeah, why not either one of us? Kind of be like, or me. But like, that's it. And then Billy was out there for the match, which didn't play into anything. Because guess what, Luke? Guess what? It's not a DQ finish, mate. It was a, it was a DQ <laughs> finish, mate. <laughs> DQ in your face. Um, Selena Vega uh, took on Mickey James in a number one contendership match. Jerry Lawler, and this is a direct quote from Jerry Lawler. I've been waiting a long time for this match. How have you been waiting a long time for this match, Jerry? How? How in the hell have you been waiting a long time for this match, King? Like, a, it wasn't announced ahead of time, I don't think. B, like it's been a week. It's been a match that's been a, a, at most a week long, like a, as a feud. See, I've been waiting a long time for this match. <laughs> oh, this episode. There was just a point. Nothing in particular happened. 
There was just a point in a match. I can't remember which match it was. There was just a point when I just started laughing. Because I was like, what, what is this episode? What's happening? Why am I watching this? What is my life? I, no, I, I mean, you're right. Oh. I, I also, I, I mean, yeah. I, I did not like this episode of Raw. I think that's probably abundantly clear. I, I thought this mm. was a very, very bad episode. But I... I laughed a lot while watching it because it was so bad until that main event finished where I just loudly went, oh, F off. I just felt <laughs> like I'd wasted my entire like entire morning watching this show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they basically skipped over the uh, the match from last week. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they covered it, like the Mickey James and Asuka thing, but didn't really like focus on the referee calling for it. They basically just said Mickey James couldn't last in the Asuka lock, so they called the yeah. finish. Begs the question, why is she in a number one contendership match, Pete? Right, and also she, they said Mickey James couldn't last in the Ascalock, and then she got a picture-in-picture promo before her match, saying like, "I didn't give up," and it's like, "Well, we just got told that you did, so which one is it?" <laughs> this bloody company. Maybe oh. uh, hit the yeah. back for the win. Yeah, I thought it was a solid match. But, solid match, but who really cares at the end of the day? It's not building to anything, so screw it. It's Vegas' first singles win since the seventh of August, twenty eighteen. I went on to cagematch.net this morning to find out a few things. Um, got a video package for Bianca Belair. She's doing nothing but being on main events, um, uh, where she basically showed that she was stronger than a guy. She's the EST of WWE. Bianca Belair should get more. She should. Did you know that Bianca's strong? Mm. They had they had to show you like four different ways. She is a strong woman. Pete. Good to know. Pete. Q tip. Mm. Can you take us through this next segment? <laughs> was this the 24-7 title it segment? It was. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. Let's just make it sure. Yeah, so, yeah. so, Tazan was there with a ninja. They're on a beach. They're on a beach. They went into the sea, I believe. They did. I think they, they went into the sea. Then our truth was there, walking down towards the beach with the 24-7 title and with little Jimmy in tow. I don't know how long he's been doing the little Jimmy thing now for. I, f- I forget. I don't know when he brought I, it back. I, I gloss over truth segments yeah, mostly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, he comes down and he says, it's going to be a great day at the beach. Me and little Jimmy, we're great. Goes out into the water, is teaching little Jimmy some beach safety or whatever. And then he sees a shark in the sea. And he goes, oh no. And then he falls over and he's grabbing little Jimmy to safety. And he drops the 24-7 title, which goes into the water and gets washed away. And then it cuts back and he's got a snorkel saying, I need to go rescue my 24-7 title. So then he goes into the sea and he grabs the title and then he grabs a piece of cloth, which is part of like Tazawa's ninja outfit. So Tazawa got eaten by a shark and he yeah, said that th- Tazawa's been devoured. And yeah, and that was it. I, I, I My notes here read, comedy with truth and Tazawa. Truth gets scared by a shark, loses his title in the sea. I think Tazawa is dead. He got his title back. They cut to the commentators who laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, that. My notes go R-Truth and Tazawa. Tazawa got eaten by a shark. K. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so so, I, so Akira Tazawa is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so he's now dead. He got eaten by a shark. I actually thought this was a way for them to write off the 24-7 title. I thought that it was oh, going to get... Oh, God, imagine. And that's the way they're going to get rid of this belt that's doing nothing for anyone. 
I'd have given this show a four out of five if they'd have written off the twenty four seven title. God. Yeah. Um, Cedric Alexander. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just saw something in the chat from Mod Mother. It sounds like a calling spot story. <laughs> it does. It sounds exactly like a calling spot story. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Oh, they 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 watch oh, our man. content, obviously. I've got to try and remember what you that story you just told me now. Um, Twas Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Cedric Alexander took on Apollo Crews uh, next. Over in here, having the hurt business, got bigger things on their plates. Um, <laughs> so, but Cedric, like they, they did some good promo work for them, and they had actually this was probably the best match of the night. I'd I'd say I thought they did some really good stuff. Yeah. Cedric could do this wicked dive into Apollo Crews to take him out. It felt like a real forceful dive, but in the end, distracted himself uh, by looking at Ricochet and got pinned by Apollo Crews. And then the Hurt Business attacked them after the match. Yep. Um, have Apollo's kids ever been brought up in the feud before? Because I thought it was about Cedric and Apollo and Ricochet and him abandoning them. Uh, yeah, but that is Apollo Cruz's character, I think, is that he's got kids. Um I mean, that's Heath Slater, kids. let's be real. But Yeah, but it's all it's basically like any smiling baby face now. So like yeah, Kobe character for a little while was I've got kids. I have to I guess, the yeah. title. Just sounded um, weird for Cedric to yeah. just be like, I don't care about you or your kids. It's like where did that one come from. All right. So let's do all the Royal Underground <laughs> stuff. I hate Royal Underground. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Mm. Um, Ziggler beat Atara Ruas. I felt dizzy uh, watching this. We also had what was the other <laughs> one we had? We, we'll get to we'll get to the other bit in a minute because I, I want to focus. Sorry, on I that. just saw my notes. Riddick Moss beat Erica the Viking Raiders with a KO punch. Yep. Uh, Shane was providing commentary for that one. They're not doing commentary from Cole and everyone, you know, Phillips or all that lot. And then yep. the big Raw Underground match was uh, Braun versus Yabba Kato. Braun won that. Sucks yeah. to be Dabakato. I thought they were actually going to give him someone. I it felt like they were really bigging him up for something, and then Braun was just like, "Nope, Bob, I win." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I, I was surprised that Atoro Ruas lost to Zig. None of the, actually, what am I talking about? None of this matters. No, Absolutely, not even a little bit. Not, doesn't matter a jot. But you know who does matter, Pete? <laughs> the new best character of Raw Underground. Raw Underground has now got its own interviewer. Brianna Brandy is the new Oof. interviewer, and she's terrible. And I don't blame her. I do not blame her in the same way I don't blame not Renee, and I don't blame Mean Charlie. It's not their fault. It's the bad material that they are given. They are told to act like robots, and she acts like a robot, and it sucks. I felt so bad for her because she's got a really cool look, and she could be a really cool interviewer, but she's just like, ah, broad. But do you think about your match with that uh, Kato? And then brought like, okay, uh, back to Shane McMahon. <laughs> but my favorite bit of this, Pete, <laughs> I think it was yours as well, was after the Eric Riddick Moss match, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, wait. Uh, was it that one? I can't remember which one it was. Sure, you, you say your bit. I might have a different bit. <laughs> This was my favorite one because mm-hmm. Eric and Riddick Moss have this match. Shane's providing his commentary. Ah, ba 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 ba. Ah, da ba ba. Da da da. Punch, punch, punch. Ah, da ba. Time Call it, call it, call it. And then he like Dabakato was there for an interview, and he's like, and now here's Dabakato for an interview, and he hands the microphone to Brianna Pratty, who then does the interview. And I'm like, why is she there? She's a mic stand affected. Like, he asked the question, handed it to her, and she was like, repeats the question. And so the Dabakato can cut a promo. 
<laughs> the best bit was she, she he handed the mic to her said take this interview and she goes she said i believe i wrote this bit down she goes uh Demacato, you look pretty pumped up how do you and then shane took the microphone back and goes i got this one it's like <laughs> Oh, and it's just uh, even before that in the previous bit when you know with the brawn but but brawn to her before and then no emotion on her face she just turns back to the camera and goes we'll be right back with raw underground <laughs> <laughs> just, it was just the best i can't do it justice with words here My God. you have to see it but it was brilliant i put that she deserves an oscar oh man it was the it was the funniest raw underground <sighs> i've seen this year Really, so really funny. funny. Crikey, we haven't even got to the Rollins stuff yet. Bloody no, I know. God, I'm about to talk this episode. Right. <laughs> so Seth Rollins comes out for a promo with an envelope. Yeah. yeah. And he shows a He's picture. He's holding a brown doing... envelope with white papers in it. It's calling I... spots again, Luke. I had that note. <laughs> He's carrying a brown, brown envelope, and it's got white, white paper. I hope Pete is taking notes. Oh God! I'm actually crying. I know. So he's got okay, crikey. So he's got this brown envelope with this white paper inside, <laughs> and um, he shows a picture of the Mysterios on screen, and he basically says Dominic Mysterio is not the son of Rey Mysterio, and he has got DNA evidence proven. I was like, I'll talk about that time loop. I've been teleported back to 15 years ago. Only yeah. it's now Eddie. It's not Eddie Guerrero anymore. It's Seth Rollins, mm -hmm. and it's. I can't quite. What? I, oh, and, but that's not what the segment was. Because I, I'm going to recap the segment beat by beat. This is what happened in this segment. Hated okay. this segment. I hated half the segment anyway. Seth's like, Ray Mysterio, you're not the father of Dominic Mysterio. And Ray says, Dude, we did this 15 years ago. We all know he's my kid. And Seth goes, Oh, I think that maybe I did the wrong test then. Maybe I didn't do it for Dominic. I did it for Aaliyah. And why did I do it for Aaliyah? Because she showed compassion for, for Murphy. Not because of the height or anything. Not because of the picture I just showed. But because she showed compassion for Murphy. Which is a completely different thing. And then, like, so I was like, this segment's dumb. And all of a sudden, it turned into something quite good. Because Ray then sort of cuts this promo for Aaliyah. Aaliyah's like the Mysterio family are out there. She cuts this promo for Aaliyah. And Aaliyah gives them this look being like, can I not talk for myself? And so she walks off, and Ray just sort of awkwardly stops his promo, and uh, and like you know, Angie looks upset, and and Dom looks upset, and they all walk off to be you know go be a family, and Seth just goes, oh man, I didn't want for this to to break up a family, you know, you are all watching at home, we're all we all fight as families, you know, and I I didn't mean to to break them up, and I'm sorry, and he steps out the ring, and he stops halfway up and gives this little. <laughs> like smirk <laughs> and it was a great performance by Seth the first half of this sucked but the second half was actually quite good and then when Aaliyah's like backstage she's like shouting at Ray being like I'm 19 years old on my own person you don't have to they're all standing in a row I you don't have to talk for me and then she's crying on her own later and Buddy Murphy just walks up and says like look I don't want to want to say anything I just want to say I'm sorry and he walks away Aaliyah's acting was great Mm -hmm. I thought, like, she's she's really good. Yeah, she's a decent little actress, uh, which is nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very solid performance from her. I liked the dynamic between her and the rest of the family of her being like, I'm my own person. Thank you very much. Uh, it was nice. 
<clears throat> I know I'm definitely going to get called an SJW cut snowflake or whatever for this comment, mm. but I, in the wake of the speaking out movement, I do feel a little uncomfortable with 19-year-old Aaliyah and 31-year-old Buddy Murphy potentially getting into a romantic storyline. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. Yeah, that was brought up last week. Yeah, um, it's not it's not great. Um, But that having said that, the performances were very good. So yeah, you know she is um she's she she is of legal age. uh, I suppose you could if you want to sort of put that way. This would be way way worse if she was like a child. Like this would be like oh totally like a young teen. It'd be so much worse. I think it's I don't think it's a a romantic storyline. I think this is more that they are going to recruit her into Seth's group, or like Buddy is going to try and recruit her into Seth's group. And I think that's actually a really really cool storyline. I I think that that that's that could be really cool. I'm. It's the one thing on Raw of this episode that I came away being like, I'm curious to see what's gonna, what's the next step of this. Yeah. Yes. I'm also curious. I I just hope it doesn't go into a romantic storyline. That's all. I hope it's just yeah them trying to recruit her into the um yeah into their group. Um. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler quickly beat Natalia and Lana, put Lana through a table. Um. Oh, this is when I stop making notes. (laughs) This bit. Yeah. So, um, Lana, sorry, Lana, Liv and Ruby Wright were doing commentary. Bless Liv Morgan. She's terrible on commentary Mm. because she, they, like Philip said to her along the lines of like, you know, what are you going to do this coming Sunday? And Liv's like, they're not same page. We're same. Look at the action. And it was like, she just stumbled over her words. She just like froze in the headlights. This match was like 90 seconds, if Mm. that. And I thought Liv ended up being the worst thing in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate. And Jackson Baszler win. Lana gets put through a table. And like you said in your edited review, it's the Partridge Shrug. Like, cool. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I'm not invested in basically anything on that. So and I know some people I know some people are gonna say that she's being put through she's being buried because of uh Miro going to AW. I've I don't think the two are connected. I just think that they want to show that they're strong and they're just putting through someone through a table. Lana's tiny, she can shatter the table, you know, just put her through the table. It's mm-hmm. not like Lana was getting this massive push before like Miro yeah, went to yeah. WWE and now she's and now she's getting buried because of it. They've always yeah. been joke characters, like her and Natalia together have been a joke act. So yeah, I don't think the two are connected. And then the last thing to talk about is Asuka versus Peyton Royce, which you kind of already covered. Like it was, it was good action between the two, but Vega jumped in and caused the DQ, so none of it actually mattered. Yep. I have nothing else to add to that. Yeah. Oof. So that was everything that happened on this show. I like the Aaliyah stuff. I thought the, uh, I thought Aaliyah's performance was really, really good. I thought Randy cut a very good promo. Everything else in this pro, everything else in the show was either rubbish or incredibly frustrating. And yeah. that was it. Like uh, some people said, like I can't believe you didn't give this a one out of five show. And that was like at the end of it. I was like, it wasn't an actively terrible. It was just a frustrating episode of Raw. The DQ finishes. I I got really frustrated watching this. But actually, like on reflection, it probably was a one out of five show. I was stunned that you didn't give it a one out of five show because normally the criteria for me is like. The vast majority of the show, there might be like one good segment or something, but the majority of the show is terrible. And there's something that's actively damaging on the show. And this show definitely had that. 
uh, with, you know, name changes and promos and all sorts of stuff that wasn't very good for anybody. Uh, so for me, this is a one out of five show. It was dreadful. Uh, I did not have a good time watching it. I laughed a few times. Do you know what? Like, it's um, to, to appeal back the curtain somewhat, my instant reaction was one out of five show. But mm-hmm. like I, I honestly had this sort of crisis of confidence where I was like, God, I don't want to do this. has been my first raw review that I've done in like a year or so. I didn't want to just like, like absolutely rag on this show and then everyone be like, oh, you're being too harsh on it. Mm. And kind of like, so I was like, maybe I should give this the benefit of the doubt. But I think probably in hindsight, I probably should have given it a one out of five. Come to the Rest Talk podcast for the true review. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I was doing the review today, I would have considered giving it a zero. Because it was terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen a show this bad. Oh, certainly all year. Oh, e- easily all year. Yeah, a long time, a long, long time. I haven't seen a show this bad from top to bottom. I mean, across the board, terrible. There's been shows where you've had one individual segment that's been dreadful, like worse than anything on this show. But I have I can't remember a time when a show has been this bad. Like, oh man, dreadful, it was a dreadful really, stuff. really. It was a bad episode of Raw. Yeah. David took a great week. He picked a great week to get off. Uh, yeah, he take, did. Take time off. Oh, this is an interesting question. Certainly for you, Pete. Was it worse than SmackDown Karaoke? Uh, the episode was yes. SmackDown Karaoke was a worse segment, but the rest of the show on SmackDown was okay or, you know, not as terrible as Raw. This was terrible from top to bottom. Right, let's get through the rest of your Super Chats. We have got so many to do. Uh, Zachary Jenkins, guess no more. Feast your eyes. R.I.P. Dijak. Oh man, sucks. Feast yeah, I, I said it. Eyes, so good. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I hated the feast your eyes thing. I think remember me and Laurie making fun of that and the old NXT review because I thought it was very clunky. But um, I, I, I like I, it I, as a catchphrase. I hate it as a finisher name. Yeah, I, I just feel real bad for Dijak because yeah, in the same way we kind of talked about, I've been so mad if it was Tommaso Ciampa. I should be more mad with this Dijak. Um, Sean Blanford, Retribution looks like 2020's version of Rita Rapunzel's goofs and their low rent putty patrol. They sure do. Sure. Uh, ah, I've made that if Adam Pierce wakes up and he's just like, ah, I'm working <laughs> on my slumber. And that's how you know, that's how they introduce retribution. I will complete I'll do a 180 on this. <laughs> Uh, Yang Bang, please kill the retribution angle. Enough already. The extras from Mad Max is retribution. They drop surname Chopper is a great retribution name. Um, James Quinn, I thought Mia Yin was Keith Lee's girl. Why did she help jump him last week? Why didn't Keith recognize that it was his girl this week? Because James, there's no no continuity. Yeah, it's a different character <laughs> Sorry. now. Just seen a very cool comment from the uh, from the chat here saying this role was all sorts of McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> McClunky. Thank you, Dross Walker. I've, I've missed McClunky references. McClunky. <laughs> so, McClunky. Internet Citizen. Bianca and Naomi as the women fits the current makeup of the Hurt business and would give those ladies something to do in terms of them doing the uh, the uh, Survivor Series match. Um, yeah, you go for that. Ian Bolton, typical WWE. You get good things like Roman's heel turn, then destroy it with absolutely shocking things from Raw. 
things are going to get worse. I'm yeah. so glad Roman's not involved in this. You know, when people were like, he's oh, the God, leader yeah. of Retribution. I'm so glad he's far, far away from this. People would hate him more than they hated him before. And now Roman is the best thing in WWE by far. Um, Mr. Mr. Savage McQueen T-Bar reminds me of the big guy from the Ascension. Gorilla yep. Press, ha ha ha. Pete said, let's call him Harm. Uh, I did. Her name. Uh, thought it was a Clark Kent situation. Like if Mia pulled her mask down a bit more, Phillips would have realized, OMG, that's me him. <laughs> uh, Chopper would have been Champa's retribution name. That's from I Am Error. Uh, excellent Zelda reference there. Uh, so Nightwish313, Mercedes Martinez works her tail off for 20 years, finally gets the WWE, and this is what she gets. Retribution. Oof. Ouch, that one stung. That's a super mm. chat that stings. Yeah. And Nate drops her name. Me, uh, me, me and Mercedes, Whiplash and Bones. <laughs> that, I can see Whiplash. That much is for sure. That's a that's a big contender right there. Uh, uh, do you want to think got, over the Raw Related? Yes. Uh, Raw Related Super Chats. Got from Kevin said, uh, Homer Simpson couldn't speak when he ran into the boxer statue and fractured his jaw. How can Drew and Randy uh, can be cleared for an ambulance match? I hated that. They kept saying, Drew's got a fractured jaw. Why is he having a match against Keith Lee? Keith Lee then? That makes no sense. Makes Add it to the list. Add it to the list of the stuff that doesn't make sense. Absolutely, you can add this in. Yeah, um, I'm just, I've just Googled. Um, I'm just on Wikipedia, just for like list of Transformers uh, characters, see if I can find some mm. equally terrible um, yep. skids. Uh, <laughs> uh... That's Wheel- Wheelie. He was crap. Um, yeah. Leadfoot. Roadbuster. <laughs> Roadbuster. Uh, we've got one here from Bake- Bacon Rasher that says, hi, lads. So I thought, okay, a retribution match. Less camera cuts. Think again. Remember when AEW botched Dark Order and now they're great? I don't see it happening with retribution. Do you? Hashtag Andy's JTJ. Cogman. That's uh, another one that could be done <laughs> for retribution. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't, can't see it happening, unfortunately, Bacon Rasher. Metal Bear said, uh, hey, lads. Yeah, no, first- yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I can't yeah. see it happening. Uh, Metal Bear said, hey lads, first super chat in a while Still watching and love the work uh, On another not today's On another not today's Raw may be quite sad Hashtag thumbs up party Have a thumbs up party everyone uh, Hemwick said, uh, I can't wait till Mixmaster And the other Destructicons show up So they can combine with Retribution and form Devastator <laughs> <laughs> That would make it so much better It's just like so funny. The Constructicon form Devastator The most powerful robot We should rule God, uh, Job and J- uh, JTJ said, uh, "Was that Surfshark VPN eating you, uh, eating up to save you money, or was that a wild shark boy? The shark needed F5ing. Slapjack at Slapnut for a flapjack. Lol. Crikey, Thanks. that's a hell of a sentence. Um, yeah, the Mohawked one said, between Raw Underground and Metribution, I can't watch Raw. Uh, I can't watch Raw. I moved my attention to Dynamite and SmackDown. Agreed. SmackDown's yeah. pretty good." Yeah, do you know what? Like it was. This was a hard show to watch. Really, yeah, it was. really hard. It was a hard show to a hard show to watch. I mean, I, I know I've seen people saying that like this review's been hilarious and stuff, and it, it has been very funny to laugh at the show. But actually, having to watch it was awful, especially by yourself. If you're watching oh, it with yeah. friends, it might be funny, but oof, man. Uh, Adam Ulrich said, uh, "Last week's roar was in your face. This week's roar, look out behind you." <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Harold Romero said, "WWE Raw camera cuts are super terrible." Agreed. I think, I think they're getting worse. They are, yeah. Um, Jose Rivera Valentin, uh, one point five into the show, and I turned it off. I just couldn't. Agreed. Fair enough. Uh, 
Jose Rivera Valentin said, look forward to four segments in this three-hour show, and they messed them all up. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Gorilla Press said, Raw has been a bad version of Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it has been. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, Jose Rivera Valentin again says, uh, they build up Dabakato just to feed him to Strowman. After this year with Strowman, I'm officially off the express train. I was never on it. I, I was going to say, like, I um, I, have they been building Dabakato? Because it's not like Raw Underground leads to anything. No, like it. I mean, but, I mean, it, it, it led to nothing on Raw Underground. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Dabakato again. Uh, Gorilla Press said, "I spoke to a producer during my Thunderdome appearance and mentioned that Shane's commentary is killing the uh, killing the underground." He agreed. Hmm. Mm. That'd be interesting if it's true. Uh, Jonathan Hedman said, "Once in a while, WWE puts on a show that makes us proud to be wrestling fans. This was not that show. Uh, also worried about the Mysterio story direction." Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm very interested on that one. It's a shame as well because SummerSlam was such a good show, and actually, mm. I, I enjoyed a lot of payback as well. Yeah, true. Uh, Bacon Rasher again said, "I'm 36 and have watched WWE for so long, but I think now I'm done. I f- I fast forward more and more every week and watch AEW in full. Thanks to everyone at WrestleTalk for keeping me updated moving forward. You're, You're very welcome, welcome, Bacon Rasher. We watch it, so yeah. you don't have to." Yeah, uh, Rangers Mayhem said uh, this show is is missing Ollie singing. What are the rules? What are the rules the entire time? Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Miguel Aze said uh, this raw episode was one of the worst in recent times. Anything decent on the show was getting overshadowed by hot garbage segments. Yeah, yeah agreed. Absolutely. Um, Ray- Back to you. Raymond Jacobs says, uh, how does WWE have one of the best rosters in the world and doesn't know what the hell to do with them? WTF, Lamo. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard Lamo in years. Uh, Moro says, "Bring That's back not how Paul you Heyman." Say it. You don't what say, do you say? Lamo. What do you say? LMAO. Just say the uh, letter. I mean, if, you, if, if you want to be lame and spell it out. Well, if you want to be L A M E, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Q-tip. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moro, bring back Paul Heyman. I don't think that's the answer, uh, no. Moro, because you're still going to have Bruce and and Vince to answer to. Yeah. Like, and this is so Bruce and Vince. I don't think that's going to help at all. No. Um, Banales Reuters it says, I definitely miss Charlotte. The title has lost gravitas. I d- well, what sucks about that is that they only feel like they can give it any meaning when Charlotte's around. Like, Asuka could give it gravitas. She's bloody Asuka, but they choose not to. That's very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, George Yamin says, uh, I didn't realize when Becky left, the title lost its value. That, uh, that's again it. It's, it's because they don't care about it now. Yeah. Um, uh, Bacon Rash says, can't wait to see the fall of WWE on the AEW network. That'll be, that's a hell of a documentary <laughs> series. Bloody Oof. hell. Yeah. Uh, while Dada says, um, can we put an end to the myth that competition was going to magically make WWE good now? Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, Tijaz Reje says, I'm from India and they don't get AEW here, but a kid I know loves Orange Cassidy and he's over as F here. That's interesting. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Pete, do you want to take over? Sorry, Q-tip. Sure. Uh, some wrestle talk related chats. Dartrain24 said, I must have missed something. Sorry. Uh, sorry for asking something that you answered, but how is Luke here and where's Mr. Wrestle Talk? Jam that jam. It was me, Davis. It was me all along. Fooled you all. Fooled each and every one of you, you including you, Q-tip. I the one that said you were Luke the whole time. 
Can we also just confirm as well? Is it Andy who's uh, in the chat? Yes. Slap that Jack. It is yeah. Andy. Of course it is. Yeah. Do some work, Andy. Yeah. Also, when you're putting messages on the WrestleTalk account, you're supposed to put your name first so people know who you're talking to. That's a rule that we have, Datsun. Come on, He doesn't Andy. follow the rules, that man. You're in charge this week, lukewarm. Do something about it. Um, yeah. Nate Craver said, uh, I want Andy to be known as Slap Dat. <laughs> Acon featuring speaking Eminem. Of, speaking uh, of Andy Datsun, when he's when yeah. he's back on the SmackDown review, because it's me and you doing it this week. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give you permission as the boss of this channel for the week to call him Slap Dat. Amazing. Uh, also, now oh, look, look at look at this me at the start of it. Yeah, which is just <sighs> that boy. Uh, Caleb Maldonado said, "Happy birthday, Q-Tip." Not my birthday. Uh, <laughs> Gorilla Press uh, said, "Hello, Luke. Your proposed opponent and mystery tag team partner will be revealed during Quizlemania 19." Sure. Dutch Rain 24 said, Happy birthday, Q Tip. Now, when you're told to dance, you better do the Kevin James Q Tip dance from the movie Hitch. No, thank you. Uh, Jade Star said, Happy birthday, Q Tip. Hashtag join the dumb order. What? That's mean. Q Tip is over. And yep, that's it. That's your group is now called the dumb order. Thanks, Jade. It's Q Tip of the dumb order. I really hate all of this. Uh, Gorilla Press said, Oh, look at you two getting along swimmingly. Hey, we're laughing at Raw. We still don't like each other. Let's not get it twisted here, okay? We're just right. laughing at Raw because it was awful. Uh, did you want to take the last few here? I will do. Satsvolt says, hey guys, former Canamil Probabile here. Uh, I turned 30 uh, and feel extraordinarily old. Can I get an air horn, please? Of course you can. Everyone go. Get Rowdy up in the chats. It's back. I'm glad to have that back. We've missed it. Everyone's missed it, haven't they, Q-Tip? No. Gorilla Press is here showing support. Support Wrestle Talk. Thank you very, very much for all of your super chats, Gorilla Press. Uh, Magnus, Kevin Dunn saw that climbing over the fence scene from Taken Three and thought that that is some good S word. So uh, is Michelle all right? Yeah, she uh, she's just got the stream open and had to cover her. <laughs> I think it was that actually that probably scared her. Uh, make it, make <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Got the delay on the stream. <laughs> Thank you, Bacon Rush, for your donation. And Nathan O says, My nephew was just born. Can't wait to tell him about it. How back in the day we had Slappy and T Bones. <laughs> T Bar. Oh, man. Oh, man. See, what a show. I'm, Crikey, I'm sweating. So hot. How was your weekend, Chopper? Uh, it was all right. It was uh, fairly uneventful uh, because for the first time in good few weeks, maybe a month or two months, uh, we didn't play D&D this weekend. <gasps> I know, we yeah. normally play it every Saturday or Sunday. We'll, we'll make sure we get a session in for either my campaign or my buddy's campaign, but didn't do either this weekend. No, we, the schedules just didn't match up, so we didn't, he didn't do any felt weird um wow so yeah it was it was a bit uneventful really but other than that it was fine we uh we actually just finished a uh, D campaign uh mm. there's 18 months to do lovely um, yeah it's the tomb of annihilation which is like the uh, one of mm. the wizards uh the west coast one uh that tomb itself took us five months 
It is. If you ever get the option, if like anyone in your party ever says, do you want to do two with Annihilation? Say no. No. It is yeah. absolutely garbage. It yeah. is proper rubbish Wizard of the, the, the Coast stuff where it's just like, hey, there's a room with a fountain in it. There's nothing else in the room. Mm-hmm. You can touch the fountain if you want, though. Yeah. You want to touch the fountain. And like, it, it, as a player, it makes you feel bad for not doing it. Mm-hmm. But also, if you do it, you'll basically die. Yeah. For... There's there's no like there's there's no risk or reward. It's just you touch that thing, you might turn into a woman. Like that's that's kind of like the way that mm. the fountain works. So it's like, oh, you may get some temporary hit points, or you'll die. Yeah. For, from what I've heard of the Tomb of Annihilation, I haven't played it, but from what I've heard, it is literally there designed to be a dungeon that just screws over the players because yeah. it can. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just there to make people annoyed I'm like that's not yeah. really what you want no and you did a video about this recently on warcaster where you were talking about wish and how it sort of becomes it's dm versus players mm. and how like that's not a really fun way to play dungeons and dragons yeah no i i would consider it the worst way to play dungeons and dragons <laughs> personally um also yes i have a youtube channel called warcaster you should go and subscribe i do dnd videos great plug uh and a podcast uh yeah yeah it's it's just it's really stupid for for basically any game that's because it's supposed to be a cooperative role-playing game it's not designed to be player versus player you are a party that is telling a story together that includes the dm he's he's supposed to provide or sorry they are supposed to provide challenges to the party that then they overcome that's not supposed to be the DM is trying to screw you over because the DM is essentially a god, and if they wanted to, they could. So, mm. yeah, no, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't that great. But so it took us five months to uh, to to get us through that tomb, and uh, it was it was bad. Sorry, the door just went off. I, I heard for it's a de- a delivery. Uh, what's, what's been delivered? Uh, food. Uh, Ooh, what kind of food? Yeah. Just like a shopping. Yeah, just like normal. It's it's basically bits and bobs from like a co-op. For some reason, they can do this little service where you can get it like same day in a few hours, free delivery. It's like, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we've been using it every so often. Just if we need like bits and bobs, we'll grab some of that instead of having to go out because why would you go out? Lockdown, well, in it. I was going to say, Pete, we're heading into a new era. We're locked down 2.0. I know. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've not had a proper look at the, the official rules yet. Um, also know is that Andy and Louie went into the office today. Like, bless Holly. He, last week, I think it was, or maybe the week before, he went into the office to make it COVID compliant and, like, spent the whole day there, like, A, tidying up the mess that we left, because when we left that place, we basically just abandoned, like, we just tore the whole place up and abandoned it, because Mm -hmm. we were just like, I'll take that cable, I'll take that camera, I'll take this, I'll take this, we don't know when we'll ever come back, we'll grab this. Mm -hmm. Loads of stuff that I left there. And uh, so he went back, had the whole place up, made it COVID compliant. I think only two people have used it since. You uh, did you use it for a day? Uh, no, I've n- I haven't been back since. You haven't been back. Andy's used it twice though, hasn't he? Uh, yes, that's right. Andy's used it, and now for the first time, two people are in the office. Oof. Andy and Louis are there, and the word came in just like, yeah, don't 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 do that, don't do that anymore. Uh, work from <laughs> home if you can. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, bless him, and ble- bless Mister Davis for having to go in and you know get everything ready, completely turn the place back into a workable 
place, set guidelines, did like a whole day of just revamping the whole place, making sure all the desks were moved, everything was set up so that people wanted to go into the office, you know, barring permissions and things like that, they could. Um, yeah, no, then they just they just said, nope, can't do that anymore. Nope. Screw yep. your day. Back to, back home you go. Back home, um, yeah. Just gonna have a quick take through the um the Patreon Patreon, sorry, just the mailbag. I could I run into uh Friday magazine show. <laughs> uh support at WrestleTalk.com. Unfortunately, Ollie's new um feature has not quite picked up on yet. Uh Harry has got in touch with the Geordie bus driver, Harry, to say, uh hello lads, it's the Geordie bus driver here. If this email finds you well. Hello, Swaff Nation, you awesome bunch. Very happy to be a part of this community. Getting in touch because this Monday, however, this is the 24th of August, I was supposed to have the best day of my life and marry the love of my my life my best friend my soulmate uh, she is struck by me through uh, thick and thin and unfortunately because of COVID-19 we've had to push our wedding back which has really hit us hard been waiting for this day for over three years since mm. I proposed to her but we have however been uh, able to keep the night uh, before booking of our hotel rooms we'll be spending the night there for our original wedding day at the place we were supposed to be married and we'll be having a photo shoot of the original wedding day to try and soften the blow I'll send across a picture from the day uh, and this will be read out after the day so hopefully I'll have the pictures uh, to send to you before it's read out well I'm still waiting on those pictures uh, Harry uh, I won't be able to support the JTJ uh, movement on the SummerSlam live stream how old this email is because oh, I was the night with the most important person in my life but I know that I'll be there in spirit jam that jam everyone keep on being fantastic lots of love Geordie bus driver Harry thank you so much for getting in touch yeah thank you and yeah it's such a shame to hear about your hear about your wedding but you know such is the the way with these times it's very unfortunate it is um, a couple of other emails to read here. Uh, this comes in from Luca, who says, uh, I really want to thank you for what you've done the last few days, weeks, months, and uh, for that, weeks and months. First of all, you provide me with loads of entertaining, uh, most of the time better than the product you're actually speaking of. More important, I want to thank you for the platform to help you provide so many. Your support, Rust Talk, support each other campaign brought me to tears more than once. Also, how you guys have hand handled the speaking out movement. I really appreciate that you stay neutral. Your first priority is to help the people that are affected. Uh, I've had my fair share of traumatic events. I'm in therapy now for five years. I've learned so much about myself and mental health. Uh, you've given everything to all gender, sexualities, religions, and feel welcome. Not only on your channel, but in wrestling itself. Groups like you do so much to clean up the industry. I'll be in a long process for uh, it will be a long process for everyone involved, but I'm sure that we can make our home turf feel like home again. But 2020 is a year of change, so I hope this much uh, changes. Despite having to quarantine, as we get some things in motion, so many opportunities to make change for the better. We all just want to say thank you for all you do. Um, please tell the rest of the team that they and their efforts are appreciated. Greetings from Germany, Luca. Oh, thank you so much. It was a really, really lovely email. That was lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. And obviously, we are going to take full credit for, you know, making everybody happy during this time. That's what we do. Um, mm -hmm. But in all seriousness, yeah, being able to help in any small way that it may be is great. And thank you very much for the email. We appreciate it. Uh, and lastly, in the email from this, it comes in from Lucas, who says, uh, words cannot describe how proud of you, uh, our product, sorry, how proud I am to be part of the SWAF Nation. Speaking of movement has uh, shined a light on the dark side of the world we all love. It truly saddens me. I'm so proud of the way Russ Talk has handled this sensitive subject. Your videos have been well-written, respectful, and inspire people bringing attention to open discussions. As well as the support of each other, I feel Russ Talk has been very positive and ready to be the voice of change, whatever the society needs. 
Because of rest talk and everything that's going on, I found my way back into writing. Don't know if the world needs the perspective of a balding 30-year-old white guy, but I feel that if I just bury my head in the sand, I'll allow, uh, I'll just keep allowing these injustices. Uh, thank you, uh, rest talk team. We do live in a wrestling bubble, and I'm proud to say that I live in the wrestle talk bubble. Just wanted to say, uh, make sure they sent to the support inbox. Have a lovely OT time, lovely boys. Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. Really appreciate it. Uh, actually, this one lastly, James uh, says, um, I found Rest Talk around the start of lockdown. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast content. I've continued to listen to the weekly TV reviews as I commute to work, as it's a nice two hour round trip. Just want to pass on my gratitude for everything you do generally. So, mental health sufferer, the lockdown period was a real struggle. You guys have definitely helped me uh, keep going. Keep up the good work. You probably uh, don't realize how you help people. Thanks again, James the White Lion. Well, thank you. The White Lion. I know. Maybe that, right? should, maybe that should be a new member of Retribution. No, that's almost too cool. To yeah, I was going to say, yeah. To be part should, of the Retribution lineup. Should take some tips. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's bring this to a close. I've got to go get myself set up for the stream. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to send an email uh, to be read out on the podcast about pretty much anything, to be honest, ask us it's me and chops on the aew review as well so get in touch if you've got anything you want to ask us um it's support at wrestletalk.com send us an email um but until then take care i love you goodbye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.